I know they hate it when I speak my truth It's dangerous So dangerous To bottle this anguish Yeah, I say gangsta rap in this industry Brothers was in the street Group of farmers gripping that 40 Cal was in the beef Those became a puzzle just trying to piece them together Pistols like rock bands hit the sound of the heavy metal They playing for keeps Welcome back to Today We Decide About Tomorrow podcast, episode number eight, No Middle Grounds, part two. Last time we were together, we discussed the confidant, who is the unconditional loving friend of yours. That friend in your cycle that no matter what happens, they love you no matter what. I've talked to you guys about the 10-10-10-10-80 cycle. When it's 10% of people who love you no matter what, there's 10% of people that hate you no matter what, and then the 80% of people who you have to sway, the confidant falls into that group of people that no matter what you do, they support you no matter what. If you decide to sell shoes, sell socks, rap, do do drugs, it doesn't matter what you do, they support you. They're cheering you on. Hey, you go, you go, you go. It's the people that are always commenting on your posts, always liking all your posts, always sharing it. If you were to start selling shirts tomorrow, they would buy every color of them. That's the confidant. That's the person that loves you no matter what. The unconditional one, right? And what tends to happen, like I said last time, is that we put, we, we, we tend to put the wrong people in the wrong spots. We put them all in one soup bowl together and we're just mixing them up, right? Instead of uh, assorting them and treating them according to, according to their level of friendship, how they value you. You know, a good friend of mine would always tell me to take inventory on yourself, but sometimes you have to take inventory on your friends. You got to know who you're being surrounded by, man. To be totally honest. So we talked about Proverbs 18, 24, how a man of many companions may come to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. We also talked about he who walks with the wise will become wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. You know, it's it's not even a religious thing. It's just a people thing sometimes that we have to understand. No matter what happens, anything involving human beings is a messy job. Think about everything that you're involved in that involves other people. Why do you think companies are, are so hell-bent on electronic-operated things, right? Like a car that drives itself, self-operating checkouts, and all of these things. Because not only is it more cost-efficient, at the same time, it's one, it's one way to, to cut out bad experiences. I don't have to worry about my 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 I don't have to worry about my customers dealing with somebody who had a bad day and is flipping out because they're having a bad day. Because computers don't have bad days. They potentially have bad programming, but they don't have bad days, right? So how do I cut out you know somebody leaving a bad report at 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 my establishment? Easy. I don't deal with don't deal with people. Don't deal with people at all. Because anytime human beings are involved, it's a messy job. Whether it be the church, the hospital, champ sports, footlocker, uh, construction, counseling. No matter what happens, no matter what you do, as long as there are people in the building, it's a messy place. So let's talk about the confidant. The confidant. The unconditional lover, the support, the aid. Right? This person that is always on your team. 
That's the person that you need to always promote to a higher level in your life. This is the person that no matter even if they hurt your feelings, they're always going to tell you the truth. This is the person that when you're down, is going to be right there to aid you back onto your feet. This is the person that if you make 40000 this year and they made $39,000, they are not comparing their wallet to yours. This is the person that, that, that doesn't leave his girlfriend and get another girlfriend because the, old, the other one he had isn't as pretty as the one you have. They're not in competition with you. So often we have friends, and, and don't get me wrong, we're supposed to push each other further. We're supposed to hold each other accountable, but life is not about a competition or, or race between me and my bros. It's not a competition between me and my bros. This is my inner circle. These are my guys. I want to see you win. I want for myself exactly what I want for you. I want for you like I want for myself. No matter what happens in life, I want to see you be as successful as possible. I believe in you for you. But the thing is this, right? The confidant, the confidant, and, and I hate to keep hashing on it, but the confidant is the person who tells you, hey, I see you just started something. You just started a business. And you don't have to invite me on your podcast. You don't have to hire me at your job. I want to support you however I can without anything in return. That's your confidant. Because what tends to happen usually is people who claim to be your closest advocates only love you because there's something that you can do for them. <laughs> Get while I'm giving it out for free. Most people that love you, claim to love you, only love you because there's something you can do for them. And this is why they're considered the constituent. Watch this. Constituents are not into you, but into the mission or the cause. If they met someone who can further their own cause or goals, they will leave you. Many confuse their confidants with constituents and are perplexed when a friendship ends because you both had so much in common. Watch this. Think about gang affiliation a person has 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 put in the blood sweat and tears you know banging out rocking the flag and doing all of these different things they shouldn't be doing right but then they come in they come into a realization that this is not what i want anymore for my life i want to change my life now that i want to change my life what happens the person who doesn't want to leave the person who doesn't want change now looks at you as the op it look at you like you're 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 the enemy now. Even though you've left the gang and you wanted to change your life and get a job and cut your hair and you know just do things differently basically is what I'm saying. Though all you want to do is do things to further your advancements in life, they see you as the op, the opponent. They say, "Oh, you think you're too good. You think you're better than me." What? Where'd that come from? I never said that. Matter of fact, you, you should come with me. Matter of fact, we can both change our lives and do something different for our families and our children that are to come and that are here. But what tends to happen is because they haven't seen in themselves the, tr the, 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 the reason to grow or go forward or go further than where they are at the moment, they see you as the op.
So now y'all had so much in common. Y'all been y'all was banging the flag. Y'all was repping the block. Y'all was y'all was going through all of these different things, man. All the different hardships. Y'all went through, you know, went through the shootouts. Went through, you know, solving in a trap together. You feel me? Y'all went through, you feel me? Uh, 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 bro got beat up by somebody around the block. He he came and he aided you. You feel me? And, and you went and you helped him out when he got jumped or whatever the case may be. But all of a sudden, you want it different for your life. and You want it different for your life. And because you want it different, that made you the op. Imagine that. Who would have ever known? Who would have ever known that wanting better for yourself made you a bad guy? And what universe does that make sense, right? You got to be careful to who don't clap for you. <sighs> Get it while I'm giving it out for free. I say, yo, you have to be careful to watch who does not clap for you. I remember years ago, I was in church. And the senior pastor at the time was having his pastoral anniversary. And he wasn't my favorite pastor of the two that we had, right? But this, this isn't why I did what I did. But he checked me. I'm going to tell you exactly what he did. When, when, when we had called him up, you know, to preach that day, everybody was clapping. But you know how, like, you clap in celebration. You clap hard. You hit, you hit, you banging your hands hard, right? And there's also a way you clap to where your hands barely hit each other. So it's like. You know what I mean? You can barely hear that. It barely makes noise. Meaning I really don't care. And he looked at me and he said. He, like he started making the, making the, like. He was showing me how I should have been clapping. He was like, oh, so that's how it is basically. But he was mature enough to be like, you know, he wasn't getting on my case necessarily. But he was showing me that, hey, I see you don't, you, you don't really champion me or you don't really. You know, you're not really for me. And he was right. He was right. He wasn't my favorite. He was he was cool and all, but he wasn't my favorite. So I wasn't, you know, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't going crazy for him. You know what I mean? It wasn't like it wasn't like when Kobe is going for for 81 and you, oh, get that boy buckets. Oh, he can't guard you. He can't guard you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't I wasn't ecstatic. I wasn't full support of his situation so you have to be careful of who don't clap for you because even though they don't clap for you they still come to the celebration but why is that it's because some people want to know your business not because they want to help you when the time comes but because they're nosy about what's going on in your life Catch that. Some people will come to. <sighs> they never said you're a winner, but they show up at your parade. They never believed that you could be a winner, but they'll show up at your parade. Imagine that. They want to be a part of all the glory and all the glorious moments that you'll have in life. All of the the big accomplishments, the trophies. Uh, when people are, are, are championing you, bigging you up. When you get that million dollar check from that first investment you got. Or when you get that new house and you decide to throw a block party. These people don't like you. They don't care nothing about you. But they ain't about to miss out on that celebration, though. Because they're going to be the same ones at the party saying, man, he ain't even all that. Man, bro, a bum. I could have did this. He a hater. 
He hating on you. He hating on you. He don't want to see you do great. You got to be careful to pay attention to who don't clap for you. The signs have always been there. You got to be careful. Listen, first and foremost, anybody that sees you aspiring to be great and, and fully supports you, pushes you in the direction you're supposed to go. This is exactly what this, this whole chapter is about. No middle grounds, right? Anybody who doesn't push you towards the goal, pull you further away. So if this friend of yours isn't sharing your posts, isn't buying your clothes, isn't attending your services, isn't coming to your seminars, or isn't using the, the fitness program you got, how are they really supporting you? By answering your phone call? By texting you good morning? How, where is the support in that? You know what I'm trying to do. You say you support me, but there's no actions behind the words. We have a big problem with listening to what people say more than watching what people do in terms of support. I need to see the support. Don't tell me nothing. Show me everything. I don't believe in what you're saying to me. Show me. I lived in Missouri for, for, for a whole year. That's a show me state. <laughs> show me that you support me. I'll believe it when I see it. Watch this. The other day, right? I was watching this movie called He Got Game. Now, if you've ever watched He Got Game... You know that Jesus Shuttlesworth, Ray Allen, Ray Allen was the number one recruit out of Lincoln High School. He was the number one recruit in the country. My man had game. Obviously, he got game. And his father was incarcerated for murdering his mom. That's not the point of why I'm telling you this story. My man had a girlfriend. Cause watch this, watch this, watch this. Hey, look, <laughs> we 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 miss the signs all the time. Sometimes we marry a constituent. Sometimes we we sleep with constituents. Sometimes we go to war with constituents. Sometimes we go in business with constituents. Sometimes we loan money to constituents. Sometimes we ask favors from constituents. We sometimes put ourselves in bad situations with constituents. And the reason why we do that is because we haven't been paying attention to the sign. Sometimes we catch them with their hand in the cookie jar and we don't point it out for what it is. Watch this. So Ray Allen, my guy was dating this young lady who was his high school sweetheart. Now, she loves him to death. <laughs> or so we thought. So she says she supported him. So she came to him one day and she says, hey, there's a friend of the family that wants to sit down with you. Now, mind you, if you know NCAA rules, high school players can't sit down with agents because it's illegal. She says he's a friend of the family. Now, this was his girl. He loved her dearly. 
he he made up in his mind no matter what happens he's gonna take care of her what does she do what, what what we always do look out for ourselves the constituent is around you all the time they have been dating for years meaning she's seen his good games his bad games she was there for him probably in the moments where he was dealing with depression because his mom was murdered and his father was serving uh was seemed like a 20-year bid a 25-year bid or whatever how long he was going to jail so it's safe to assume that she was there for him in in some tough moments so loyalty says that hey when i make it because you was always there through the highs and the lows i'm gonna be right i'm gonna be there for you i'm gonna take care of you when the time comes right she goes and she's sleeping with this dude who's friends with the agent and 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 it hurt because all this time he has been thinking that it's him and her forever and come to find out she was making moves for herself and why is that because at the end of the day she was riding with him because they had the same mission which was to become rich and famous and not have any needs financially but once somebody else offered her something that was to further her agenda meaning she was afraid that he might lose her or he might leave her see that, that you know that's that's when you operate on potential you don't know what's potentially going to happen so she she was a she was fearful of what could potentially happen and decided to betray him so now he he's in love with this young lady you know and yeah he went off to college and you know did the little thing with the with the recruitment trip but that's beside the point <clears throat> so now she she she's looking to look out for herself in a situation so what does shorty do shorty is is, is, is banging this other dude and, and and making a side deal because if things go left i want to be able to make a cut for myself so he sits down and he talks to her and he says hey man no 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 she says so you're gonna tell me i feel like you've been hiding everything you know i love you and she gives, gives him a kiss right she's sweet talking to him, buttering him up that's another thing your constituent they come and 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 is they're they're very deceitful. They seem like they love you. They seem like they have your best interest in mind. They seem to care about your success and your well-being. But sometimes the hand that helps you out of the hole is only to help itself. Oof. Yeah, they want giving it out for free. Sometimes the hand that helps you is only to help itself. She was looking out for him and being nice to him and being sweet to him only because she had an ulterior motive. She wanted something for herself. He went to the agent's house. She's in a pool with dude with the, with the other dude who she was messing with on the low. Didn't even didn't even like hide it. And 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 he and he was like overlooking it because the the, the goal in mind was to try to figure out what how much money he can get. But he was a stand up guy, right? So he tells the guy, "Nah, I'm okay. You can keep the Rolex watch." You can keep these cars. I don't need that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this is illegal anyway, right? So that's so 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 we find out that even though you're in love with somebody, even though you've been down with them through everything, through thick and thin, sometimes it's the people that we've we've been through hell and back with that don't mean us no good. Watch this. 
in the same movie, when his mother died, the sister and the uncle took them in. His his because it was him and his sister who were who were left to fend for themselves. The the aunt and the uncle adopted them. The uncle calls him when he goes over to visit the uncle. The uncle says, "Hey, I'm hearing I'm hearing things." He's like, "What? What are you talking about?" He said, I'm hearing things. He said, how else are you able to afford an apartment without no job? He said, hey, when I adopted you, you know, I, I you know, I took care of you and your sister. Right. You, you know, it's real when they got to throw up in your face what they do for you. A constituent. <laughs> they they always seem to know how to remember and keep the receipts on the things they've done for you. Because when 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 it's the confidant, the confidant loves you no matter what. Meaning, even if even if they have to 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 go in debt in order to, to help you out, they're not gonna throw it back in your face. Even though I'm a firm believer that helping you shouldn't hurt me. I'm I'm I'm, I'm a I'm listen. I, I believe in that thing wholeheartedly, and that's also a gem. I mean, I'm dropping like a dropping them things like a like a clumsy pirate. So catch it while I'm throwing them down. So the uncle says. We, we, we took you and your sister in. We took you and your sister in. Look out for me. He said, he said, he said, you know, I love you. You know, I have dreams too. He made it about himself. He made helping them when their mom died about himself. He made it. Not a family issue because family don't do family like that. Not real family. And that's why sometimes family is just a bloodline. Family is just a genealogy. Because real confidants, real unconditional loving people who are in your in your in your corner, they don't hold what they did for you against you. They want to be on your side cheering for you even if they never hold a trophy even if they're never in the picture standing next to you even if they're never they never see their name in the shout outs in the book that you write about your life and your successes because they just love you they might be hurt by the fact that they didn't get their credit because we're human we all want our, our due props in some shape form or fashion but i love you enough that hey man it ain't even about that Ain't even about that, bro. I ain't even tripping. So then his coach. His coach calls him in the office. His coach says, hey, man, you know, you have any idea where you plan on going to school? He says, nah, man, I don't, coach. He says, man, you know, you, you know what I told you when I first when I first met you, right? Yeah, I remember, coach. And his coach began to to to, to butter him up. Coach started butter, buttering up his biscuit, yo. Because, you know, compliments come. The compliments going to come. Trust me. You always get the compliments. You always get, you know, the props. You always get the props and the compliments. Because I can't approach you in bare face and tell you, hey, man, I, I'm just waiting on you to make it so I can, can get mine. Occasionally, you get those friends, though. You do get those people who just tell you, man, when you going to make it so I can stop working? When, when when are you going to become successful? When so I can stop stop you know aspiring to do anything, 
Sometimes people are so bold, they will tell you, hey, when are, when are you going to keep working hard enough so I can stop working hard at all? Get it while I'm giving it out for free. I say, listen, there's going to be people that are going to be willing to tell you straight up, hey, when are you going to going to stop allowing me to work hard? When are you going to work hard enough to carry me to the promised land? Because I don't believe in myself enough to get me there. I want to ride your coattail and get there. Man, I believe in you so much that when you get there, bro, I'm just going to retire. That's a slap in the face. You know what I got to go through in order to get to where I'm trying to go? Hell, you don't even support me enough. I would see if, 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 if. You were out here promoting, if you were out here pushing me, if you were out here doing anything possible to see the vision come into fruition, then I would feel guilty if I didn't take care of you. This is why when, when, when you hear these stories about young men who or young ladies who single mom or, or, or mother and father who was there for them, who sacrificed everything to make sure they was, was, was going to this thing and that thing and this thing and that thing and always showed up at the games and always was there or if they couldn't make it to the game because they had the work to pay for the bills. They made sure they worked hard enough in order to provide for their children. And so when they finally made it, the kids say, mom, you deserve this. Dad, you deserve this. Because I saw how hard you worked so that I could have these opportunities. I saw how hard you, 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 you wanted me to have this. And so because we finally made it, I want to retire you. Because you love me unconditionally. You, you worked until, you know, your fingers bled. You, you worked so hard and you made sure that the food was on the table and, and you sweated. Man, y'all don't get what I'm saying. You feel a sense of guilt if you don't do for your confidant. But your constituent is different. The coach said, the coach was buttering them up, giving them compliment after compliment, saying this and saying that. And they said, hey, son, do you know how you got that? You know, you know, remember, how, remember that class you had a problem with? Oh, yeah. I, I, I threw a couple dollars at that in order to get that grade back up. Oh yeah, remember that issue you had when you couldn't get get you know you was going through with your auntie and uncle at that apartment? Yeah, I took care of that. Yeah, this whole time I've been giving you money. Whoa, dang, coach. Well, yeah, I've been giving you money. You know why? Because you're the number one recruit. I get more money if I have more inside information on where you plan on going. It, it, it's no longer about my love for you. It's about me looking out for me through you. Again, sometimes the hand that helps you is only to help itself. Working hard, going through all of these things, and you think your coach is even in your corner, but sometimes your coach is only doing the best that he can do in order to build his own reputation. Confident, confidants. These are the people that are unconditional. No matter what happened, I'm in your corner, my man. You ain't, you ain't got to tell me what school you're going to, what you plan on doing next. Hey, if you need advice, I'm right here for you. I love you like a son. But hey, no matter what happens, I'm in your corner. I support you. That is what you need. But because the constituent is dressed up as your girlfriend, dressed up as your coach, Dressed up as a family member, dressed up as a boss, dressed up as, as, as a best friend. 
they 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 come disguised in all different fashions. And 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 we fail because these people are so close to us. Watch this. <laughs> oh, watch this. Do you know who was the biggest example of a constituent? And 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 I hate to 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 take this thing biblical because you know I kind of got got chewed for 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 making this seem like this is a this is a religious podcast. But I told y'all from podcast episode number two, this is my background, so I can only teach you from the truth, which is the Bible. That's why it's called the gospel. It's the truth. I can I can only share with you from the truth. I mean, we we can dip and dabble in other different things, which is why I try to give you guys examples from other things. But in all reality, the the gospel is the greatest thing that I can pull from. So watch this. <clears throat> there was a story of a man by the name of Jesus, and he had uh these twelve twelve guys, and they were called apostles. And there was one in which. All right, my man was a constituent. His name was Judas. Now let's 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 dial it back. In the very beginning of the gospel, it tells you that Jesus picked twelve, and one of the twelve was Judas. Now, in Matthew twenty-six and fourteen, which is in the third year of his ministry, we find that Judas does what he does. But what I need you to understand is this. Matter of fact, let's read this thing through, and then we're gonna go from there. So 26 and 14, it says, Then one of the twelve, whose name was Judas, went to the chief priest and said, What will you give me if I deliver him over to you? And they paid him 30 pieces of silver. And from that moment, he sought an opportunity to betray him. Let's, 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 let's really unpack this thing. Let, allow me to set the table of what a constituent is. If in the very beginning of the ministry Jesus had, which was for three years, he had seen all types of miracles from healing to feeding to teaching to baptisms or whatever the case may be. He's seen Jesus in his fullness. And, and, and if he's seen all that, he also heard that Jesus spoke about what heaven at my father's house is many mansions, meaning that sometimes the people that back Sometimes the people that backstab you, those who who don't want good for you, sometimes they're right up under your nose. They see the good that you do. And even though you never did anything wrong to them, they still do wrong to you. You can't expect yourself from other people. Come on, somebody. Sometimes you got to understand that the standard that you have for yourself is not that not one you can hold for other people. Judas had been with Jesus through through the thick and thin of the ministry, three years of that thing you've been watching me. You've seen nothing but the good good that I've done to people. I've been innocent, never did anything wrong. But because you are only thinking of... I'll read it again. It says, Then one of the twelve, whose name was Judas, went to the chief priest and said... First off, he went to the chief priest... And said, what will you give me if I deliver him over to you? 
What will you give me? He had his own goal in mind. A constituent is one who is down for the mission until things change to his benefit. He was down for the mission of, of sharing the gospel. Going through all of this stuff. But all of a sudden, guess what? Man, though Jesus was preaching about heaven and earth. I mean, a uh, 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 heaven up, up top. I wanted my heaven on earth. So even though his father has many mansions and paved in gold, man, listen, I need these 30 pieces of silver they talking about, big dog. Because I'm not 100% sure that I'm actually going to make it to heaven. I'm not 100% sure this man know what he talking about. So even though he saw the goodness of the Lord, even though he saw Jesus working and operating and doing all of these great things for three years, it still wasn't enough to keep him loyal. Because the thing is, even from the beginning, he was never really down. Huh. What Brandy say? I want to be down when what you're going through. I want to be down. I want to be down. That boy was not down. He was not down. He was not down. He had his own goal in mind. Sometimes the people we have in our life don't have anything in mind for you, but for themselves, yes. He was around them for three years. Imagine the hardships that we don't know that was not written within the Bible. The days they didn't eat. The times that they were being thrown, rocks was thrown at them. The times when people were ambushing and trying to do this and that and a third. I'm just assuming, but this is what I'm saying. Because they said there's a lot of miracles that happened that we don't that wasn't wasn't written down in text. Imagine all of the, the things that they had to endure that he had to see firsthand. And he still had other arterial motives. He wanted this heaven on earth. He said, you know what, Jesus, you cool and all. But these 30 pieces of silver sound real fire right now, bro. I know, I know you say that, your, you know, your father has a mansion upstairs. But man, listen, 30... 30 pieces of silver just to give you up? Man, listen. Man, that, that sound like that sound like the stimulus before the stimulus, right? I need these 30. And it's because they never loved you. Because real love don't betray you like that. If they were in your corner, even if you got a bow tie as, a, as an award, they champion you. Look at look at Judas. He had been with him th from three years. I, I, I keep bringing up the three years because I want y'all to understand that we often think that the people that betray us is those who who we just met. Nah. Nah. It's the people you've been riding with for the, for the longest. It's the people that you that you put in your weddings. It's the people that, that 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 came to your baptism. It's the people that that was in school with you, that was on your team. It was the guy that passed you the ball but really didn't want to. It's the person that sits at the table with you. It's the same person that you gave the shirt off your back to. They really don't want to see you be successful. But because you possess something that they don't have, 
because you have the potential they don't have, because you have the determination and the discipline they don't have. They want to be close enough. They want to be in associate. Oh, listen, I'm trying not to hit y'all with these too many times, but but get it while I'm giving it out for free. Sometimes people just want to be in, in association with greatness. That means they know within themselves they don't have it. They don't have what it takes to be great. But you do. So they want to be as close as possible to it. To receive whatever benefits that comes with it. And because you're so hell bent on thinking that because they showed up to every practice and they showed up to every game but yet they was never never showing you how to improve never telling you where you can get better they were just there to be there because they realized hey man you know what if I can just fake it till I make it when he make it I'll receive everything that they get I've seen time and time again people get married to constituents and then once things go left, they divorce you and they take half of what you got. Because you 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 got cut from the team or you got fired from your job and now you're you're no longer in a position to that benefits them. You ever notice how certain people stop talking to you once you lose that great job you got? Once you lose your health and you're not as good as you used to be, when your voice goes away and you can't sing the way you used to anymore. You know, once people stop coming around you, when girls stop liking you and all the girl, all the all the pretty girls stop messing with you because you got into a car accident, God forbid. And you're not as cute as you used to be. So all the thirty hundred girls would like all your pictures. Stop liking your pictures because you now have a scar on your face and your homies can't get can't get shorty to hang out anymore because you're no longer in the picture. Yeah, bro. He wasn't down for you. He was never clapping for you. He was never in support of you. He never cared about you. <laughs> he was only around because it benefited him. Jesus Shuttlesworth dealt with it with his mom, with, I'm sorry, with his uncle, his coach, and his girlfriend. Jesus dealt with it with, 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 with an apostle who was with him through everything. And some of us deal with it every day with our close friends, our girlfriends, our co-workers. Why else you think everybody want to be on your podcast, sir? Because you're doing something that they didn't have the courage to start, let alone continue. Why else you think they want to do different things with you? Why else you think they want to be featured on a song that you wrote? Well, because... You started what they don't have the courage to begin. Man, get that while I'm giving it out for free, man. I'm dropping dimes all over the place, man. I'm losing change here. You started something they weren't... weren't. You started and continued something they didn't have the courage to even begin. Sometimes change starts with initiating something. And they don't even have it within themselves to initiate the plan in their own mind. And you've been going at this thing for months, for years. And they're, and they're just hanging on by a coattail. Because if 
you stay consistent because they know they know you're consistent. Trust me. One thing about a lazy person, they know how to find somebody that's not lazy like them. They can spot it. They have a radar for it. And they'll ride your coattail. And they'll drag you down. And they'll have you in bad situations. They'll they'll corrupt your mind. They'll have you in, 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 in moments where you're like, man, why am I why am I around you? Like what purpose do you serve in this whole spectrum of things? Why like there's no need for you. And you're right, there isn't. But because they've convinced you, they fooled you by being around you, you associated loyalty with time. You associate foolishly, you associated loyalty with time. It doesn't matter how long they've been around you, how long you've known them, how long you've been dating them, how long you've been married to them, how long you've been you've been on the same team with them, how long they've been in business with you. They can't wait for you to fail. Or. They can't wait for you to succeed so they can just ride off into the sunset with you or. Like I said, they weren't waiting for you to fail so their opportunity can come. And then it's their and then it's their turn. And guess what? The same grace you gave them, they'll never give you. I'll be the first to tell you. The same love you gave them. Every time you was paying the rent when you didn't have it, but you was you was robbing Peter to pay Paul to make sure that the situation was taken care of because you're a stand-up guy or a stand-up woman. Every time you always looked out for them, they're they'll never look out for you the way you looked out for them. And you shouldn't expect it either. Because you'd never expect you from somebody else. Because if they were anything like you, you wouldn't be in this position. To if they were anything like you, you wouldn't be in this position to begin with. Now would you? They would be trying to, to, to establish their own vision that they have. They'd be pushing you while pushing themselves. They'd be calling you saying, hey, man, how's that goal going? How, 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 how's the vision looking, man? I, I know you told me last year that you were trying to start a podcast. And you said you're trying to start on this album. You said you're going to write this book. Man, how's that going along? When your friends don't check on the success rate or the progression rate of what you're trying to do, but they only ask you, hey, man. How much money you you know made so far? What? Don't ask me about the funds. Ask me about the vision. Don't ask me about the funds. Ask me about the vision. Because anybody who wants to be successful in something, they don't do it for the reward. They do it because that's what they're passionate about. You'll find out that those who play sports or those who, who, who are creatives or whatever the case may be, you find more enjoyment in the growth that comes with going through something than you do the end product of a reward. Basically, in, in sports term, you enjoy all of the playoff games, the rallying back, the coming back from deficits more than you do after you get the trophy because the trophy is just a moment. The trophy just sick, sick is just symbolism that you got it done, but it's the memories and the moments of how you had to overcome a deficit, how you have to to go through this and that in order to get there. And because they don't have that, they'll only bring you down from it. So you have to se you have to separate yourself, take inventory on your friends, and weigh the influence that they have. 
Look at who you are surrounded by because they say you are an average of your friends. You pick out the five people or the 10 people you call all the time. Like I said before, look at how often you talk to them. Look at their life. Never mind what they say. Everybody talks. Everybody want to talk. Look at the success rate. If this dude has never been promoted in his life, never never exceeded in anything, then never mind that, oh, nobody liked me, the teachers didn't like me, the coaches didn't like me. That's an excuse. It can't always be their fault. At some point, you got to admit, you're just, not, you're just not good with people. You have an issue with authority. You have an issue with cooperation. You have an issue with, with, with being a team player. We always have an excuse. And excuses are only good for the person that's giving it because it tickles their own ears. It, it, it allows them to realize or it allows them to say to themselves, hey, I suck, but there's a reason why I suck. Anybody that's good at anything, don't give themselves excuses. Hey, man, I failed, but it's all good. I'm a shake back. So take inventory on your friends and realize so often we confuse constituent with confidant. But they should never, never be considered the same. Your confidant is your go-to guy. No matter what happens, they're in your corner. Good, good, wrong, or indifferent. When you're good, they, they, they cheer you on. When you're wrong, they, they get you back to right. When you're wrong, they get you back to right. That's what a, a good confidant does. But a constituent is only going to ride with you until something comes that furthers their own agenda. They're riding with you until you're successful enough to be able to allow their laziness to piggyback off of you. They're, they're around you long enough that when you fail, their opportunity comes. Know who labor among you. Know who's on your team. Know who you associate with all the time. Thank you for another episode of Today We Decide About Tomorrow podcast, episode 8, No Middle Grounds, part 2. The constituent. Hopefully you guys got something out of that thing, man. I I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. And I can't wait to hit a feedback. I appreciate all of you guys who write me, write me on Instagram, write me on Facebook, the text messages I get. You guys have been phenomenal. God bless all of you guys, man. It's been oh man, it's been lit. And for those who's been buying hoodies, I appreciate you. Please send me pictures with you guys rocking it. I'm gonna start up a, a Instagram page so I can have you guys be able to uh, send me pictures. I'm gonna post pictures and and mate, post some of the some of the visuals. You know what I mean? Uh, of hey, listen. We're going to grow this thing together. Just continue to support. Don't be a constituent. <laughs> support. Show love. Tell a friend to, show, to tell a friend. The number one way to promote something is by word of mouth. Tell your friends. Tell everybody you possibly can. We're in this thing together. Peace out.